Again, to you, Dark Discussions, your place for discussion of horror, film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire, in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan, and actually in the state of Michigan. <laughs> this is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. That's good. So there's three commonwealths, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. But I saw when I was in – but it, this is related to uh, Mystic. I, when we were in Groton, they have all the 50 state flags uh, at the Submarine Museum, and it says Commonwealth of Kentucky on the flag. So I'm now wondering if there's a fourth. There you go. Anyway. Uh, They're yes. all states. Yeah, yeah, that's all that is. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we are back from uh, Mystic, Connecticut, uh, where we all met up for the Mystic weekend. So it was good to see everybody in person, including uh, Christy and Leo. I got to meet Nate in person, uh, Christy's husband, who's been a guest on the podcast a couple times. And, uh, unfortunately, Gage couldn't make it, but uh, he had a big uh, celebration as he uh, re-listed in the, the Navy. Thank uh, you for your service, Gage. Indeed, indeed. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, today is August 17th, 2023. Uh, so uh, for folks who are curious, that's when we were recording this because that's a Thursday. Because sometimes uh, one of our listeners is Pam, who actually joined us for Mystic Connecticut, is always curious when we record these episodes because sometimes they are not released immediately after they're recorded. Uh, sometimes they're just put into the queue. Um, anyway, uh, who are we? We are a Dark Discussions Podcast. Basically, we try to talk about horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, foreign language films, cult films, drive and fear, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, we do have a website, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. We also have a Facebook group, Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, and we have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com, where you can email us. Just put Dark Discussions or DDP in the subject so we know that it's specifically for this podcast here, and we will read your email on the podcast. Uh, Eric, we also have some other things on uh, www.darkdiscussions.com. Eric? Yeah. Uh, that was a statement. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so what are those things, <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I can find there is a link to our Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows you to contribute financially to your online artists like us. Producing the show is not free. We have to pay for things like computer equipment and web hosting and domain names and movie rentals and all sorts of stuff. Uh, so if you'd like to help us offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions, or you can click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. And uh, we would like to thank everybody who does participate in the Patreon, which isn't many of you, uh, but the handful of you, handful of you that do, thank you very much uh, because we do have expenses. Um, all right, so uh, if we have time at the end of the episode, like uh, some extra 
extra minutes where uh, we can talk about things such as news or, uh, I guess, uh, what we've been watching or just a recap of uh, the Mystic Meetup. Uh, we will do that uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, but before that, we uh, actually do our main topic. And, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight, we are going to discuss a movie that came out back in 2018 called Incident in a Ghostland. Patrick had a vague feeling something was about to happen. Something in the breeze of twilight whispered, It's going to happen tonight. Are you just passing through? No. We're moving here into Aunt Clarice's house. Okay, what's the story about? Some guys been breaking into people's homes, murdering the parents. <laughs> And sparing the daughters. She's in the house with her. Along with the parents of bodies. I like to write stories. Incident in a Ghostland is your most personal book so far. Your sales are through the roof. They adore you. Hello? Please, you have to come back. Vera? They never should have stayed in that house. Capacity to create your own world. I guess the question is, why write this book? But to keep from going insane. <laughs> she keeps reliving that night over and over. Are you gonna let me die alone? I never should have stayed in that house. Nobody's here. No one is here, Vera. I know what you want from your sister. They broke me. And now they're playing with you. Do you understand now, Beth? What did you do to me? Except what happened. Tell me what you did! Stop running away! That's right. Incident in the Ghostland is a 2018 film uh, written and directed by Pascal Lagier, or Lagier, if you prefer. Uh, he's a French director. Lagier! Uh, Lagier! <laughs> That's right. Uh, he's a uh, French language director um, who uh, did, uh, was probably most famous for Matthias, uh, and then he did the original, not the remake. And then he also did uh, The Tall Man, which I know Mike liked as well, starring uh, uh, Justin Timberlake's wife, Jessica Biel, I think her name is. And uh, this was his fourth film. Uh, he's pretty much been blacklisted because he's a pain in the ass to work with. Uh, everybody says he's a dink. So uh, he hasn't done anything since. He probably won't be doing much unless he can get funding. But Well, there's, there's more about that. I'll get into it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was off in Hellraiser and Sinister 2, but he basically uh, got in fights with both of those producers, and and then he said some bad things, uh, which is a dumbass thing to do, because, you know, he could have been John Cassavetes and did a mainstream film and then get some good money and then gone off and done his, what he wanted to do and keep on going back and forth, like a lot of directors do, but... 
yeah, he's he's a strange guy. Um, based off his movies too. Um, so uh, the film is stars a number of folk. Uh, no one of uh, note that I know. Uh, mostly foreign folk, except for a couple. But uh, Crystal Reed and Emilia Emilia Jones play Beth uh, as an adult and uh, as adult, uh, like, you know, late 20s or early 30s, and as a teenager. And then Anastasia Phillips and Taylor Hickson, again, play the sister Vera uh, at the two ages. Uh, Colleen, the mother, is played by Mylene Farmer. Uh, then there's Kevin Power, Rob Archer, and Paul Titley, who uh, round out the <laughs> cast among a, a couple of other people, Titley. <laughs> um, the film uh, has mixed reviews. Um, 55% by Rotten Tomatoes, if that matters to you, out of 29 reviews. Um, the film uh, has is been tagged as a torture porn film uh, by many people, um, and we'll discuss that when we get to certain aspects of uh, the film discussion. Um, and the film um, is available wherever VOD is found. Uh, I was able to watch it for free on Hulu. Go ahead, Eric. I like uh, not Hulu. Hulu. Not Hulu. I'm sorry. Uh, Tubi. Tubi. Fuck Tubi. Free, free on Tubi. Yes. So uh, I guess we can get into uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. But uh, we'll start with Eric because uh, Eric suggested this uh, when we were out in Mystic. So, uh, Eric, uh, how did you hear about this film and what did we think? I don't remember how I heard about it. I think I just stumbled across it while I was browsing streaming services. Um, I believe this used to be available on Shutter, but it is no longer. Um, so I did. Uh, I gave it a watch, uh, and it's it's a movie that it's it may not be the best movie ever made, but it certainly was a pleasant surprise going into it blind. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, and we talked about doing an episode on it back then, uh, but it just kind of slipped by the wayside. Um, but uh, while we're in Mystic, we we're talking about the the dearth of <laughs> good horror movies being released and uh, decided to uh, kind of relax our, our uh, policy on only doing new release movies. Uh, so we're circling back to it. Hey, I was not part of that discussion, but I agree with it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Barrett, didn't mean to exclude you. So I thought you were there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think we did at the steakhouse, right? Yeah, I think we, we talked about it. It was at one of the dinners. I think it was the steak. But. Yeah, I think it was yeah. probably the steakhouse because a lot was happening at the other end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. so anyway, um, yeah, so uh, for me, um, actually I heard about this film through Eric, who I believe at the time Eric said he heard about this through, this film through Dustin Watson, I think. I think he recommended it to you, if, if I'm not mistaken. I would be really surprised if that's what happened. Yeah, it, I remember you and him were talking about it, and and you you both liked it, and and so I thought it was either you recommended it to him or he recommended it to you or something. I can't remember. But, I'll, uh, I'll I'll check in with with him and see if that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it was like it was. But my memory is shit these days, so who knows? It's five years ago. Yeah, my, unfortunately, my memory is is I remember way too much. I, I like. And and some of the stuff is X's and all that. I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, my feeling on the film uh, when I watched it at, on Eric's recommendation and Dustin Watson's recommendation um, back in 2018, I absolutely fucking hated this film it, because it's so disgusting. 
absolutely torture porn, rapey, it's just disgusting. And mental illness because of trauma, it, it just was horrible. And then after a few months, it started growing on me, and I thought, yeah, yeah that was actually a pretty awesome film, like, like Eric said. If not the greatest film in the world, it uh, was a, like a pleasant surprise. Um, so I rewatched it again at 4.30 in the morning uh, today, and uh, I had the exact same feeling, which is the most disgusting, rotten, horrible, rapey, uh, torture pawnee film ever. But that, it, That's not even close to being true, Phil, but continue. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, um, well, I, 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 all right, fair enough. I, I think it was. But I will say that it's, it's still a really good film. However, I would not – I didn't put it, want to put it on my top 20 that year because I was so disgusted with it, which is odd because there's a lot of disgusting films that I put on my top one. It's number one, no, top 20. But this one just eats me out really, really gross. Um, however, <laughs> I will say that – uh, I would never recommend this film to anybody. However, some horror fans would most certainly like this film. Um, it it is, has some pretentious crap in it, but it's it's a good horror film. But I would not recommend it because it could offend people as well, in my opinion. So that's my feeling. It's it's it's, it, I, it's one of those films that I don't hate, but I don't love, but I like it. A lot, but I hate it a lot. I, I just don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's gross, but it's good. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. No, quibble over the, the the rapey part. I might have missed something. It's definitely molesty. Um, and, and you know, but that that's 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 sexual assault. Here. Sexual assault. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely sexually salty. Um, yeah, I found this a rough watch. I knew about it for a long time. It's been on my kind of oh yeah, I got to get back to that. It's just one of those movies I had heard good things about, and, uh, you know, I certainly knew about it when I was trying to do, like, my end-of-the-year watch for that year, and I just never got around to that one. And then, as so often happens, we're in a new year, and I focus on the newer stuff and kind of forget the stuff I missed from the year before. So this, I'm glad that we did this because it gave me an opportunity to go back and watch it. Unfortunately, what it did do is give me an opportunity to go and watch it. Um, I'm not going to say... I, I didn't like the film. I'm not going to say I did like the film. I just, I'm just going to say I didn't enjoy watching the film. <laughs> but I can certainly see, as you said, this is a horror podcast. It is a disturbing fucking film. Uh, and while I was watching, I'd forgotten it was the guy who did Martyrs who did this because I was definitely getting Martyrs vibes. The difference being that with Martyrs, I felt right or wrong that there was a point to it and I don't know that I ever felt there was a point to this one uh, and it's it's just really really rough watching uh, some characters badly abused there's a number of things that are just uh, I, that, I don't know why it particularly annoyed me where there were uh, when I, I, we, should, we should be near to it and there's certainly probably uh, more egregious films where it didn't, of just jump scares of loud bangs and things kind of happening suddenly. Yeah, I had a couple of those, yeah. Without music, setup. music, uh, what are those things when they do the yeah, loud? Yeah, the music stings. Yeah, stings. It's, okay. I, I, don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know why that bugged me particularly here. And it may just be that I was already kind of, uh, you know, it, it just had the, the film just kind of had me on the wrong foot. I can totally get 
way some horror fans would love this film for reasons that have nothing to do with psychosexual perversion. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong with psychosexual perversion. Or 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 misogyny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's so, I, I, so, so I'm not, I'm not hitting it on that regard. I just, it is a rough watch. It really is, and it is not a film I'll ever really feel the need to watch again. And uh, like I said, and it, it, again, sort of that brutality, where I feel like there's a point to the story, is one thing, and and even like when there's something like the the movie The Girl Next Door, where it's something that actually happened. I, I guess I'm a little bit more tolerant. This is just, just some weird story that he told, and I don't know what the purpose of it was. Well, can I, uh, I, I, can I ask you about that? Because, like, yeah. I kind of see that with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and other slashers. So I, I know this one's a little different than a typical slasher, this but is, I don't, this not everything has those. a point. Some of it's just a story. Yeah, I think because this goes beyond like the the, the funhouse scares that you kind of get, but I get from a Texas Chainsaw, and I don't even want to take a look at uh, like a Friday the Thirteenth series or much of the Halloween films, which are so hyper real in a lot of ways that I just don't even buy them as as, as serious horror, right? As disturbing. These are. This is just a film that I think is 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 brutal, uh, and to me goes over from the fun to watch to the not fun to watch. So it doesn't even work as the entertainment. But like I said, there will be definitely people who will who really enjoy watching this kind of stuff, right? And this these the, these are probably the people who like the uh, the gross out competitions and, and the horror con- horror conventions, right? Where they just get the uh, what's yeah, the sickest. The eyes of my mother. That was the worst of them all. Yeah. Um, I guess that's not a – I wouldn't put myself in that classification. I like the movie, but I wouldn't put myself in a, you know, gore, gross is why I, I like no, I, the movie. It's not, it's not especially gory. It's just disturbing. It's Yeah, it's gross. It, it's – and that's what I'm saying. It could be looked at either way. And, and it appears that Mike's leaning more to how I, and I just, originally feel. But, yeah, anyway, so, so like I said, it's a – with something like a Texas and even a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's a it's kind of a cautionary tale about these arrogant kids going into or these young kids going into other places, and it's it's the typical campfire story of you know here there be dragons, and that that's all there really is to it. And I don't even I didn't really even get that for this, even though I, I could say it's about a men- uh, somebody who becomes mentally disturbed because of the amount of pain they go through. Here yeah, I get no, it, but I don't. That's still you'll, you'll get to give your opinion eventually, Barrett. Saying, but I, don't, I don't see that as a point. I see that as a plot, not, a, not as, a, as, a, as a theme. But anyway, so right. that, that's, that's where I am because I'm just going to keep repeating myself. So. Right, right. No, no, I, I think uh, I understand exactly what you're saying, Mike. Uh, obviously, we're going to have an interesting discussion because I think me and Mike will be uh, kind of aligned. And, uh, and again, he, 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 I think he does what he does and yeah. really well. Sure, the movie he wanted to do. I think he executed it well. It is just not a thing that sat well with me this particular yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. The only other film, well, actually, what was that film from last year? Breed or Meat or whatever? That Cannibal. That one was gross too. From last year, the, right. the, what is it called? Fresh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the worst one was the eyes of my mother. That one from a few years ago. That one. Oh my god, I couldn't stand that one. Uh, <laughs> that was yeah, me and Eric had that one. But Eric goes, Phil, you just don't hitchhike. She deserved it. It's like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that was the worst. This isn't oh. the seventies anymore. There's no hitchhiking. That text exchange was hilarious. That was fun. Yes. <laughs> I actually almost got it out. Uh, verbal fight with uh, Jeremy Cortez, I think it was, uh, um, because he liked that film, and, and I said it was garbage, and and, and we, we just got in a big argument, but I, I cleaned it up and apologized. <laughs> <laughs> it was like five years ago. I don't even know who he was at the time. But yeah, it's, it's that this film uh, at least isn't isn't that film. That Eyes on is the worst. Anyway, let's go with you, Barry. Um. I heard about this because of Eric. Um, I feel like I had heard of it back when it came out, but I just never watched it. Um, but we'll give Eric credit for this one because that I hadn't heard about it since. Credit, then. blame, whatever you want. Oh, I liked this film. Um, I I thought it was fairly interesting. I liked the the twists. Um, it was an interesting film. It is disturbing. It's hard to watch. Um, I like films that do that, that take things to the edge and look at the human experience. So that's what I got out of it. Um, it may not be for everybody, that's for sure. Obviously, we're, it looks like we're top 50-50. Um, if this movie had come out this year, because I don't have a lot of films in the top 20 right now, it might make the top 20 because of that. Um, so, But back then, I don't know. All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, that's our thoughts and review on the film. So, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki? Wiki, wiki! A mother of two who inherits a house is confronted with murderous intruders on the first night in their new home and fights for her daughter's lives. Sixteen years later, when the daughters reunited the house, things get really strange. All right, uh, I... Yeah, I know. I know. I don't. I don't like I that know. because it tells too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you, you know what I'm talking. About. You agree? Yes. Yeah. I agree too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm just what's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So that's our, our wiki. Um, so uh, for folks who are new to the podcast or those who are regulars, uh, what we do here on the Dark Discussions podcast, basically what we do is uh, give our review. But we're not just a review podcast. We also critique and dissect. The film that we are, or I should say, that we have as a topic. So at some point, we're going to throw up a spoiler alert, and at that point, we will talk about twists, and there's a lot of twists in this one, and uh, the ending, anything. We'll talk about anything about the film because, again, we are critiquing and dissecting the film. But before then, before we throw up the spoiler alert, we will talk about general stuff. So we may talk about uh, Lazier's uh, filmography, we may talk about uh, some of the reasons why uh, he may not be doing films anymore, or at least unable to get films off the ground. Uh, we may talk about uh, other disturbing films, like I've already did compared to uh, uh, this one. I, I used The Eyes of My Mother, and I don't even know why I'm talking about it, because I don't want to promote that film to anybody, because that movie sucked. But uh, we'll talk about general stuff. So uh, let's get into the general stuff here. And um, so, Mike, you mentioned Here Be Dragons. 
Uh, for folks who don't know that phrase, I got it right here. It basically means dangerous or unexplored territories in imitation of a medieval practice of putting illustrations of dragons, sea monsters, and other mythological creatures on uncharted areas of maps where potential dangers were thought to exist. Uh, so, yeah, that's an interesting uh, terminology, Mike. Uh, I like that. I like it. Um, so, uh, where do we want to start from there? Anything else anybody want to bring up that is general? stuff related to this film or the people behind the film or whatnot. Anyone? Uh, yeah, I just want to talk real quick about uh, you were talking about how the director is having trouble getting work these days. Um, one of the things <laughs> yeah. uh, happened uh, during the shoot of this movie. Um, the young actress Taylor Hickson, who plays young Vera in this movie, um, after we get past the spoiler play, I, I'm pretty sure I know what what yeah, has happened during. Um, but I don't want to say I'm anything sure. until past the, past the spoiler flag. But uh, she um, broke through a glass door and cut her face very, very badly to the point where she needed 70 stitches. Wow. Um, and is is still I – sent, I sent a picture to uh, Phil. Yeah. Um, because I didn't recognize her, I started watching a show called uh, Motherland Fort Salem, which is actually a oh, show yeah. about witches. Um, and she's she plays a role in that store and show, and um, like you can totally see the scar on her face. Like I'm sure she got the best plastic surgery available, uh, and I'm sure the makeup department does what they can. Um, but you can it's just there. It's it's half her half her cheek. Um, so yeah, um, and according to some things I looked up online, um, like the Pascal. director yeah. told her to pound on the glass, and that was safe. Yeah. Um, so she sued the production company and won, um, but she still got a huge scar on her face because of it. Well, that yeah. probably becomes an insurance issue that he did that, so that makes it harder to employ him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a dink. Um, yeah, I guess it still bothers her today. Where uh, you know certain things are in contracts for her to make sure that. Well, she said she has trust issues now, and I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but it's too. Yeah, yeah. That's that was terrible. I, she was terrible. somebody. She was was she wasn't even eighteen yet, right? She wasn't. 18. No, no. Well, she's only twenty five now. So, uh, so yeah, maybe she was. Maybe she was twenty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So she she was a little older. Uh, I mean, than the age she played in the film, I think. Yeah. And and the other woman was five years younger, so she would have been fifteen. So twenty and fifteen, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Um, and I, I guess it makes sense because uh, Vera's character, her scenes of. Um, sexual abuse is, is a little more shown at the, at the beginning and close up. Not close up, I'm sorry, further away so you can actually see her face well. The other one, the other actress uh, was more close up so you don't see it could have been a stunt double or something. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that was an unfortunate thing about the film uh, that happened behind the scenes. Um, and I think I know what scene you're talking about, too. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get into the spoiler section. Um, yeah, the film 
supposed to take place somewhere in the U.S., but it doesn't say where, though it was filmed in Manitoba. And um, that actress that got the scar, she's actually from Canada. And uh, the mother, she's actually from France. And uh, the lead actor girl, I think she's American. And then, and then there's a couple of other people that are from England, England and stuff. But anyway, um, what else do we want to discuss uh, related to the film. I want to ask you this. this. This is a good point, Mike, that you brought up because uh, that's what some of the critics said too because I, after I watch films, I like reading what critics say. Um, and they said, yeah, the, this one, unlike My Tears, and this one, the, character, the, the individuals that do the, the crime are don't have a backstory and there's no point. While My Tears, you, you, know, you know the point because they even say it at the end. Now, Barry, you had a fair point, though, too, which is, yeah, like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they didn't have a point either. So I, I see where you're coming from. So it is it is an interesting thing. But I mean, I, I look at the point of what the characters go through is the point. That may not be the point you like to focus on, but it's, it's looking at their pain and the, the, the issues that they deal with. Um, and, and I found it an interesting character study. Um, especially once you get to that twist. So that's kind of what I thought of it. I mean, I feel like if you don't enjoy a story, it doesn't have any point, right? So, well, and that, that's it. That's the, that's the yeah. haunted house part, right? Is, and, you know, there's a difference between, uh, you know, somebody making your, you, you stick your hand in a bowl, bowl of spaghetti in a haunted house, you know, either you find it creepy and fun or you just find it gross and annoying. Right, and for me, this was getting more into just the sort of the, the, the gross and disturbing part without the fun and enjoyment of you know like you know grandpa hitting Sally in the head. You know, it's just um, and, and, and it, it, is, well, it is it is completely subjective. And I also expect this was a movie that was going to have terrible reviews from critics because yes, of the nature of the film that it is. Well, and I was going to say like a movie. Like, I like this better than, for example, I'm going to bring up an example here. Hostile. Hostile is torture porn. I was about um, to make the same comparison, Barrett. Yeah, and it. I think this movie's better. I thought it had more of a point than Hostile did, actually. I think Hostile had any. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Mike on that. This, I don't think this had any real point. I mean, you may not like how Hostile was told, and that, that that's a whole different thing. I think this is a well-told film. I think this has this has a point just as much as Hostile does. I mean, it's well, not, and, and also, you, I, I, I think we should specify there's no point to the story. Point of the movie is to disturb you, and in that, I think it's very successful. Right. Now. Yeah. See, see, I would I would go with, with with what Eric said more than you, Barrett, because yeah, I, I'm more with Mike where there is no I didn't see any real point. Um, that doesn't mean it's it's not because you don't see any, you guys don't see any point to suffering and what. How that changes someone, and does you know, uh, it? You may not like it, but it's th- that may be the point of the movie. No, well, because I don't know that it, how much it really changed somebody. Um, I also don't like the, the technique of what he did of, of the storytelling. Um, I, I apologize, my internet cut out for a bit, so I don't know if we're in spoiler territory or no. Not. We're not. No, please wait. We're not. Yeah. Okay. So there's a thing that they do, and you guys know what I'm talking about. That I, that is not my favorite storytelling technique. Yeah, Especially yeah, not it's, it occupies uh, that significant a chunk of the film. Sure, sure. Okay. 
No, and, and that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I get why they did no, it. No, and, 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 and that's why I was, like, doubting that Mr. Watson recommended it to me because that's one of his least favorite devices. Uh, but I just texted him, and he said he, he indeed likes the movie a lot and was recommending it a lot that that year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he recommended it to you, Eric. Uh, again, you could have just stumbled upon it anyway, but he I know you talk, talked to him about it, and he, he recommended it to you. So it could have been a combination of you just stumbling on it and, and him mentioning it at the same time. And I read I just, that one of, the things, one of the movies that this was inspired by, weirdly enough, was Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. And I'll go back to our review what? of that film. That is a film that I yeah. normally would not like, and yet I did. Sometimes we have weird things that are not what we expect to like, and yet somehow we do. Yeah, there was like three films. That one, Bone Tomahawk, and then I forget what the third one was. Uh, I just want people to know that you may think that there's no point to it. I think there's a point to the movie, and I I felt something. So take that as you will, listeners. You know, that's Mike's take is that there's no point, and I don't agree with that. Yeah, I – I'm not going to agree with that. You don't have to try. No, no, and and that's fair. I mean, everybody has a different perspective. (laughs) Um, I I think – I think it was what Eric, I think Eric's point is is what it really is, which is it it was to to disturb, and and I think I think that that most certainly was the case. Um, I don't know if it actually had a point because did you really need an hour and a half of torture and trauma to show? Well, do you really need any movie? Right. No. That's no. exactly. No, you don't. You do not. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and not. and I also I I, <laughs> I get a little frustrated with you guys sometimes when you complain about disturbing horror movies. They're supposed to be fucking disturbing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, this one was just was a little too uh, disturbing, sexual, sexually assaulty for me, and it was also you're not uh, supposed to like it. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was it was. Well, that's has, why that's a that is a dangerous brush to paint with, because yeah. anytime you do a story that has sexual assault in it, there's a risk to how the audience is going to take it, especially um, teenagers. And, and a lot and a little bit of it goes a long way, and it's I think it's very easy to overdo that. Yeah, okay. and. I, yeah, yeah, and that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, some people may think this one doesn't. And again, Mike made another point: the girl next door. That one has a lot of uh, rapey, sexual assaulty stuff too. Um, and there's no point to that. And it's based on a real story. <laughs> and that just hit you the right way, so you're okay and think that had a point. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if Mike has. It hit him the right way or not. I, have, I haven't watched it in over a decade, so I can't tell you anymore if it had a what point it did or didn't have. But at least it was something that actually happened, uh, as opposed to something that someone made up. And so I, to me, there there's a little bit of a difference in that. But um, I, I have to say that Pascal Lagier. Uh, at least the three films I've seen, this one, The Tall Man, and Matej, this you could argue that, that he could be the number one misogynist of horror. But, again, I, 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 I don't think that's a fair thing to say. But yeah, for I'm, whatever, I'm not comfortable making that statement. Yeah, me either. But I could see how some people and some critics have said that. 
Because is he a misogynist because he does a story about rape? Uh, he's a misogynist because he tortures females to to the point of like worst. And no, and he doesn't. He made a movie about it. He made a movie about it. That doesn't make him a misogynist. No, I'm not, I'm not, not to say that. And, and I've certainly seen authors complain about people who put the motivation of the villain on the author, and I don't think that's right. And I think there's reasons why women tend to be the target in horror films for a number of reasons that do not necessarily have to do with with misogyny. You know, we can go back to, once again, go back to the, the 1980s and when the slasher genre was starting, people said those were misogynistic films. Uh, and, I, and I think the, the, the table is completely turned on that interpretation now. So right. I think it's wrong to say it. I don't think, but I will say if someone is, and I wasn't putting it on him, I was saying that there might be some viewers who would enjoy it yeah, that was I have nothing with misogyny, you know, and which some people will say. And I think okay. there are people who enjoy watching that kind of stuff, and that's that's fine. That's a fair um, point. But it's but that it, that it's not just some people like to watch women getting abused. That was right. what I was saying. Right, right, and, and it's just curious based off his filmography. And again, you, you don't blame, you know, it's just just art. But it's it's interesting. At least some critics would say that. Every film that he's done ha- has been similar to this, where women are captured, locked away, and, and so on. So it's just an observation. It, it just okay. bothers me that when it does get, like, and I'm not saying you guys are, when it does get, like, layered in, like, this is all just misogyny, then sure. I feel like I can't like this movie just because of that. You know what I mean? And I yeah. do like the movie. And it yeah. doesn't seem fair that I don't like it because they're getting tortured. <laughs> that would be horrible. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean I, I've liked some really disturbing films um, myself that are really good. I mean, but, I mean, you can even say Taxi Driver, which is a mainstream film, is, is as disturbing as you get. But, hey, Phil, but, how, yes. how old were you when you saw that movie? 11 years old. <laughs> 11 years old. Or ten, something like that. I, I forget now. I've, I've said this so many times. It's I forgot. Now you're changing your story. Yeah, it is ten. That's ten. Yeah. Which so, makes me think you're a liar. No, no. I watched it on Channel Thirty Eight with uh, Dana Dana <laughs> Carvey on the movie lot. Yep. Uh, um, I thought you meant with Dana Carvey, like he was sitting next to you. I was like, now I really doubt this story. <laughs> that would no, be a cool story, though. Be, yeah, no, he, he did he did the Elvira thing, but he he was he was like a, a guy in a, a sweater and and nice gotcha. and he did all mainstream films, not B films. Um, but yeah, uh, th- yeah, but this one here. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I I think it went under the radar because it was an independent film, and then also because um, it was the end of the quote-unquote torture porn time frame, and some people would say that it could be considered uh, that. And I don't think this film would have been touched by many companies, even smaller companies, like which used to be smaller at the time, like Blumhouse, uh, because of its its content. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. Um, Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting film. It's just, just that's the best way to put it. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about? This just generic stuff. Uh, no, I mean, not. Generic. I thought I thought like, the acting was really well done. Um, oh, for sure. I, yeah. Well, well, the act, 
isn't it? Actually, you know what? I think the leads, the 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 four women that played the girls, the mom, and the two villains, they were all good. All the side characters, I thought they were terrible. And and no, thought, you didn't like the cops. No, I thought they acted pretty, pretty <laughs> lame. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it was funny. Too, that was yeah. I, I meant the main, the main people. Yeah, not not yeah. those because they're barely in the movie. But yeah, yeah I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um. What did you guys think of the H.P. Lovecraft thing? I think this was more just a love letter by Lagier to uh, uh, to just. I think that might have pulled me in more. Because um, it had nothing really to do. And, no, and, it was just a character quirk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, I mean, this is not a story I would say is, well, except in one regard, was is Lovecraftian. And right. um, the only the only thing that I think is, is similar is the fact that it's a, a character with uh, mental issues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, and... That, I also just want to state for the record, since we're talking about how disturbing the movie is, that I I I think I'm bothered less than a lot of people by movies in general because uh, when I was very young, my mother made it very, very clear to me that movies are just pretend. Um, so I've always had that attitude towards movies since I was introduced to them. Um because I think I, I got scared by a movie and my mom was like, there's no reason to be scared because it's just pretend. Um, and, and I've always carried that with me. I still remember her saying that to me. So like, I've always like whatever movie I'm watching, I know it's just pretend. So I know whatever's happening on the screen never really happened unless it's a documentary or something. Um, so that's just I, I have a very real separation in my mind between fiction and reality, and uh, that's why seeing horrible things happen in, in fictionally doesn't really doesn't really get to me because I know it's just pretend. Well, uh, you know that's I'm, interesting. I'm the same way. Just uh, it's, uh, my my uh, father-in-law uh, took care of the girls a couple of weeks ago when it was uh, we went out for our anniversary, and he, he tells scary stories. And so for a week later, my youngest daughter, who loves horror films, uh, wouldn't go upstairs or downstairs alone. Someone who always have, And we found out that it was because the, my father-in-law told the stories of, like, the man or the woman breaks into your house. And she, they come after you. Know, and so mm-hmm. she's always worried that people break in. And, again, that's pretend. But shit like that still can happen and so when my daughter's asking me yeah but, but dad is it could it still happen uh i i, yeah, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah that's when you lie well i have to tell them people are bad you can't trust people <laughs> people suck yeah they sure do they sure do especially when here is confusing movies with reality and i don't think there's anything special about anyone's parent who tells their child that stories are just stories because every child runs into stories that they find scary or disturbing, and every parent probably tells their kids they're just stories. The, the, the goal of, of any storyteller is to, is to try to immerse their, their viewer or listener or, or reader into the moment so that they, they, they immerse themselves in that story um, and they can lose themselves to some degree in that story and that they are emotionally affected by that story. 
Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, now I wanted to bring. You know, I don't think anyone watches a, a, a romantic story and said, "Boy, this would be really, you know, romantic if it was really happening." But it's not, so I'm not at all feeling sentimental about it remotely. Sure. Okay, so I guess my opinion is invalid. I'll just stop talking. Yeah, I think there's a difference between the romantic ones, but I think there probably are people that do think that way as well. Yeah. Yeah, Mike has yeah. declared oh, I'm not allowed to have an opinion, so I'll just stop. It's really to turn the, the page for a second. Uh, Eric, did you notice the the movie poster for this film? I have no opinion. But no, but the movie poster shows the a girl with a, a scar across her face on the cheek, and it, it kind of is kind of surreal when you think about it. Oh, because shit, you're right. Yeah, didn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I was. It's that is kind of, very surreal. Yeah, you would, I didn't stop of, and think about that. Yeah, it's kind of gross that they, they would they would still put that out. I, I mean, I see yeah. what the point is. Yeah, they probably the made it before it happened, though. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so it was just interesting, curious curiosity. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else uh, that we want to discuss that that is not spoilery? Anyone? Anything? All right, I guess uh, at this point, uh, we're going to throw up the spoiler alert. So at this point, we will talk about everything and anything related to the film, including twists and endings and all that. Uh, this film does definitely have some of those. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we will uh, talk about all and everything at this point. So the spoiler alert is up. Oh, but before it is, we're just going to give a, a quicker synopsis. Um, well, no, no, I, th- I think your IMDb was fine, Eric, at the wiki. So, yeah, all right, the spoiler is up. All right, so where do we want to begin? Uh, I want to talk about dissociation, and that's what really this is. Um, but it is, what, what's what's the what's the point? I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a curiosity. It's 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 a strange film. It's it's very strange. I don't know what to say. Well, the I mean. Showing how she dissociated because of this trauma. Yeah, yeah. What do you want out of it from the other than that? I guess is the question. Well, and I think we should state at this point before we really start getting into a discussion that that wiki I read is not, not entirely accurate. Um, because while it does seem that that's accurate for a while. Um, the last sentence there that says 16 years later when the daughters reunited the house, uh, that mm, the big twist in the movie is that that never really happened. Um, the character Beth uh, has completely disassociated and created her own world in her head where she has become a successful horror author. Um, and we spend about half an hour of the movie there. Um, where she's giving television interviews and uh, dodging phone calls from people because her book is so popular. Um, and then only at a point later in the movie, um, some really weird shit starts happening. And eventually you come to realize that her her sister is desperately trying to get her to break out of her disassociation and come back to the real world, um, which eventually does happen. Yeah, it, I mean, the the whole 
there's a couple of flaws. Well, there's a lot of flaws in this film, but one of them is is they show the perspective of the mother and Vera a couple of times earlier in the film, even though the film is mostly through the perspective of Beth. So that was one cheat, I feel. Um, but the other thing, too, is that the flash forward to 16 years is way too long before they, they pull the rug out, I feel. And also, um, I, I don't know. It, it I can see why Mike has an issue with, with that type of stuff. And they did like 15 to 20 minutes of it. And that's like almost a, a fifth of the film. Yeah, and yeah go on. And, and it's weird to do it that far up in the film. Um, it... it to me, didn't really have an impact in the story. Uh, and it's just not a narrative technique I like. I can think of two movies where I think it, it worked well off the top of my head, uh, one of which was The Scent and the other of which was Top Secret. Um, but uh, actually, Top Secret, I think, it was a dream. Right. I, I disagree entirely. I, I think it worked in very well in this movie, and it's why I liked it so much. I, I it was finally yeah, sealed. It hit me like a yeah. sledgehammer. I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Um, and in texting Mr. Watson about it just now, he generally he generally fucking hates anything like that instead of a movie. Uh, dream sequences, uh, oh, it was all in her head, uh, anything like that. Uh, and he said the reason this one was different for him is that because they went there and then they brought it back way before the end of the movie uh, and then told the story from there. Yeah, but, but then, they, then they do the dissociation again when she meets Lovecraft. Um, I, I have to say... Oh, she's I knew, still in a, I, in a fragile state. I can see her I, going in and out of that. I, 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 right, well, right, but I don't know why we have to see it. But I, I, I have to say that the, the plot in the flash-forward seems so ridiculous because, you know, you know, I always try to look at it in real world. And it's like, besides Stephen King and J.K. Rowling, n- no author is going to be on talk shows, you know, unless it's, unless it's like PBS or NPR. Because, you know, seriously, when you, who, what type of guests are on these talk shows? It's never anybody that's an author. You don't see Patricia Cronwell. Oh, you Rowell, have things book TV on CSAM. Well, well, yeah, it would be it would be that type of stuff, right? But they were making it sound like she was. Well, like in her mind, she's King. she's as big as Stephen King. It's her it, fantasy universe, her, right? It, so, right. And that's and why I'm saying it, I'm, I'm agreeing that it does work because when we find out it's all disassociation and and her fake world, I say, okay, that makes sense because all that shit was ridiculous. I felt right, and okay. and I and I also disagree, Phil, because you forget that there's this. Whole thing since you have testicles, I'm assuming I haven't checked recently. Uh, that there's this whole thing called big time talk shows, like Oprah, you know, or, I, or when Oprah was a thing, right? Where they would have like the Book of the Month Club or whatever it is, and they might bring in authors for a segment. Yep, you know, right. and 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 a lot of authors who have some level of success will go do the talk show circuit. Oh, they would if they could get on. Right? Book when they're an they author of significance, and she's she is imagining herself as an author of significance. Yeah, yeah all right. As, well, and yeah. I don't know that it was some big talk show host person that we've ever seen. So 
It could right, be a nobody. And if if you pay attention, I caught it on my second watch yesterday. Um, it like if you if you it goes by a little quick, but later on in the movie, after she's yeah. pulled back out into the real world, in the room she's being kept prisoner in, uh, there's a picture of that lady on the wall. Yeah. Um, just right. cut out of some magazine. And it's not a talk show host. It's just some woman who was an ad in a magazine. Uh, but, but because it was something in her surroundings, she built it into her fantasy role. Gotcha, gotcha. A little unusual suspects. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, a little unusual yeah. suspects for that. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I, I can see why, you know, you, Eric Barrett and, and, and Watson all thought it was good. But I, I, I just felt it was way too long. Um, and t- literally – it's only an hour and a half. Yeah, but it, well, that's my point. It was like 20 minutes of the film, the, the flash forward. That was all fake. And I was like, yeah, Skinamarink is longer. Skinamarink, which I thought was just badly done. Yeah, yeah. This, this is this is still a good film and and well done. It's just that it's, um, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Exactly. Um. I have to say, but it was weird too because then when we pulled out a disassociation, then we get like 15 minutes of sexual assaultiness, and I was like, <laughs> and that would kind of bother me too. Um, well, it's supposed to bother you? Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> and then, well, the, you got to admit you have two daughters, so this probably hits you even harder. Well, and then there was also another thing that pissed me off too about this film is it had the typical things is when you club the person and they fall on the ground, you make sure they never get up again. And the Phil, club, it's yeah. a horror movie trope. You're going to have to get over it someday. Uh, I yeah. know, but it pisses, yeah. it pisses me off. It pisses and, me off. And, and Phil, most people don't spend their lives plotting out what to do when they're sexually assaulted by an ogre. <laughs> um, and, 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 and how, when they finally get him down, because they stabbed him uh, with, with a pair of, of, Scissors to just keep stabbing. Well, then uh, she clubbed him in the head with the with the the. Uh, yeah, Phil, right Phil yeah. you got to get he over that. Stopped. Just like I have to get over people getting right up after their nads are smashed. Because <laughs> I know yeah. that that's a trope in movies, and I, I just have to accept it. But in reality, every guy who's getting hit in the balls is going to be down for a while. Then we shouldn't insult Prometheus anymore because she can wa- do superhero stuff after getting surgery. <laughs> Either way, it's all stupid. I don't know that that's a trope in movies. It's all stupid. I'll agree with you there, but but it's 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 I I don't think it's worth getting upset over. But but I'm I'm like I I couldn't scream because I was in bed and my wife's sleeping and I'm watching on on my phone at four thirty in the morning. But I wanted to scream, kill the motherfucker, he's down. (laughs) People in real life make bad decisions all the time, like running straight when people are shooting arrows at them. Or, 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 I never or, 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 do or, or, that. Or, or running straight and, and, and a spaceship rolls over you. Exactly. Well, uh, and let's talk about the bad guys for a second. I I think these bad guys were incredibly creepy and upsetting. Um, and uh, I think that's like I, I I guess the one the one the, as they're listed on IMDb, it's Candy Truck Woman and a Fat Man. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, that's the, the part I want to go out for. <laughs> and I think the reason it's Candy Truck Woman is because uh, people would complain if they called her the witch, because that's kind of what she's described as in the film, right? 
Well, that's what Beth calls her. Yeah. The, yeah he, so. she, she calls them the witch and the ogre. Right, right, right. It's, it, the the Shark woman is, is what we call a either transsexual or transvestite. It's never explained. So it, it's it's a, a X. The name, the name of the actor that played Candy Truck Woman is Kevin Power. So. Yeah, it's, a, it's an XY yeah. chromosome, no matter how, how they, they want to identify. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they, these people, like, freak me out. Like, that's why uh, I could see how you popped up Texas Chainsaw um, Barrett, because though that family was another one that, like, just freaked me out. But yeah. this one, these two, it's the same thing. It's like they're just so mentally wrong. They're so, they're so wrong, these people. Deranged. Yeah, I, I don't even want to I, – I just like to say wrong because it just sounds more disturbing by saying wrong. Deranged is like, yeah, all right, they're just nuts. But well, they're and, wrong. And Fat Man in particular is just so disturbing. Um, because it's like doll when you first meet him. The first time you see him, like, he picks up a doll – and sniffs its crotch. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's weird. Uh, and then later, he, oh, yeah. he picks up one of the girls by the leg like it's nothing, like they're a doll, and does the same thing, and you're like, oh, fuck. Well, and then he, then he throws the one that is menstruating right. uh, into the boxer in a room, and then he takes the other one to... What we, um, well, I'm assuming I'm thinking is rape because she. They never show it though. They no, they God, I didn't want to see it. Um, so yeah, it's heavily it was, They just intimated. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty awful. It, this is this is like horrible. And and the thing is, is that it's funny too, is because we were following Beth mostly, but Vera is the one that is mentally sane. And and is experiencing it to the point. Well, of like, I don't know that, but she doesn't <laughs> disassociate. Yeah, yeah, she does not disassociate. <laughs> and, and so, and well, the other one's gone. So if it wasn't for Vera, they probably would be both dead. I, but I don't think anybody goes through that and ends up undamaged. Oh, oh, these people are fucked for the rest of their life. There's, yeah. there's no, they're, they're ever going to come back. Yeah. You know, and since we're you know we're in spoiler, they, they they do make it, but. They, they they do make it, but what does that mean? Right. Exactly. right. They got to get through some shit before they make it. Well, well, that's the thing is is like like I saw the sound of freedom, right? And I was and the guy I saw it with my buddy. Uh, you know, it was good that what happens at the end. But I, I immediately said at the end, I go, I got, I, I mean, oh, it's great that they they escaped and survived and they're back with their parents and whatever, but I don't think those people are ever going to be right again. And and my friend put the positive spin on which is at least they made it out and I go that's a fair point but yeah something like this though, even if they weren't sexually molested just something like this these people would snap I, I just I well you know yeah, think think of Amy think of Amy Smart like she was yeah. really abused and she came back and she's created a foundation to help people and yeah, that's I mean true. so yeah. yeah people can be surprisingly resilient I mean there will always be Issues that those people carry. I don't think anyone has ever, uh, ever puts their, all their scars, you know, heals all their scars. But it's that's the reason they're scars. It, it, it depends on the person too, and how. Some you're just more resilient than others, and a lot of it, it depends on a lot of different factors. Yeah, there, there was like the Lebanese 
Ameri- I mean, the Americans that were captured by the Lebanese, uh, you know, the six or seven of them there, including Terry White, the, the British um, clergyman, bishop. And uh, one of them was a local from where I live in Massachusetts. Well, where I used to live in Massachusetts. And he came back. And, yeah, he was all messed up the rest of his life and, and homeless at points and stuff. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Other ones, you know, make it. They, they, they don't snap. And, and so, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. So some, some will, will, well, won't make it and some will. But it will always be scars. There will always be scars. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, just for Christ's sake, look how many uh, uh, Jewish people made it through the Holocaust. Um, that they came out of concentration camps, and obviously they carried the scars from it. Um, yeah, for sure. You just listen to them talk, they, they, you could hear the weight when they discuss those incidents. But if you aren't talking about that, you might never know. You know, they all, a lot of them went on to live healthy, normal lives, thankfully. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I always the one, the big one in our lives was the Iranian Revolution in, in the hundred or three hundred or whatever number it was of Americans that, were, that were, were captured for a year, two years, or whatever, and the mental anguish they had to go through, and and yeah, a lot of them, you know, were able to pull it off. Um, well, it's just, I'm just talking about mental anguish. I mean, Columbine. You know, yeah, like Columbine, you know, I mean, anything. It's just nuts. There are any numbers of sources of, of trauma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Or as Jamie Lee Curtis likes to say, trauma. <laughs> now, uh, yes, have you heard her, did you listen to any of her interviews for the Halloween movies? That's how she says it, trauma. Oh, I know. I know that. Um... So what do we want to talk about next uh, about this film? Um, yeah, so the villains were, were pretty awesome uh, in, in, in a sadistically wrong way. And, and yeah, so they were, they were memorable. Villains. Very memorable. Yeah, and basically what it is is they've been doing it for a, a month or so because in the newspaper, the daughters are at the, at the um, gas station convenience store and they see a newspaper that says five families have been uh, attacked in the, the area, um, and uh, the parents are killed, and the and the boys are killed. But any daughters are uh, kept alive, and and yeah, they're bad things. Um, so that that was that the, the, this these crew this crew of two they've been they've been they've been doing it for a while. So yeah, there's serial killing psychopath scumbags. I'm just wondering if it's totally random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I wish I would have got a little more on on the bad guys. Well, well, and that's the thing. A lot of critics say yeah, there, there's nothing about the bad guys. Like the that's that's it. That's what you need to know. I don't think that we need to know more than that. And we're getting right. it from the girl's perspective. I don't think they're going to give us their whole backstory. You know, this isn't like Silence of the Lambs where we get to visit with the, uh, the forensic psychologist to, to, to tell us, the, the profiler, you know, that that Buffalo Bill isn't really trans, uh, a transsexual but thinks that, that they're a transsexual. And, you know, we're just seeing it all from the point of view of the girl in the pit. Right. 
Now, yeah, that's true. Now, now this this film here has a flashback to Jeepers Creepers, and maybe even Duel, where the ice cream truck, candy truck, whatever you want to call it, comes flying up on their tail. Um, and yeah, that, that was kind of Jeepers Creepers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. It was very Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, yeah, and then then Vera gives the the driver of the the candy truck. The middle finger. Maybe that's why they got picked. Maybe, maybe, yeah. It's all Vera's fault. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, just being a stupid teenager. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Where do we want to go? Who wants to speak? I'm, I'm like still disturbed just thinking about the film. Oh. Well, can I just say one of the weirdest lines when. First of all, these girls, I'm thinking, are like 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. Um, uh, Beth has her period. Right. Apparently for the first time, which is a little weird. Seems to not, not be bad. aware of what's going on. And, but the mom says the line that she's, was it, she's like you now. Yeah, because Vera, because Vera is already as a year older or something. Yeah, but that's just a fucking weird ass way to put it. No, yeah. I, I did take note of that while I was watching the movie, and I, I agree. I that's, mean, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> this I, this I, is a I, big I, moment. This isn't something that you just go, ah, oh, no big deal. Let's keep on unpacking. And that's basically what the mother did, right, Mike? No, but I'm just saying is, well, I, I've I've never been a girl. I've never menstruated. I've never had to deal with a menstruating girl. I've never had a sister or a daughter or any of that. But I, you know, she didn't say, like, oh, she's a woman now or she had her period. She's like you now. It was a weird cryptic line that I thought was hinting that there's something else going on. And and, right. and there and it wasn't. It just. It was it was bad. Well, that's what. It was a, a lot weird, of reviewers. Weird, weird, weird it, it, was, it was a bad line. I'll give you that. Uh, a review has said that that because of uh, Langelier, Lagier, his his um, dialogue at, at some points was very clunky, and they say it could be because this is only his second English language film at this point because uh, before that he was just doing French films, um, and so that if could be part. On set with him, you think somebody would say that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's weird. Not even that line, but just how the mother just said, "All right, let's keep on unpacking." Basically, and it's like, no, no. You, you, this is this is a big moment in someone's life. You don't just like, you know, ignore it. It was just weird. Yeah, you're right. Like it was, it was just bizarre. The whole the whole scene was bizarre. And and it, I mean, the reason they have it is because of the scene later where Vera, you know, gets attacked first, but. It was just weird. Yeah, I, I, the mother's reaction was weird. It was it was bad. She was a terrible. Mother. Well, the mother was weird in general, and I, I I don't think it was explicitly stated, but I got the impression that she was born in France. Yeah, or Quebec, one of the two. And and married some American, and he's no longer around. I, I assumed it was a Quebecer. Because where I live, there's, there's all, all sorts of Quebecers everywhere, including myself. But there's actually yeah, Quebecers. All the there's, we bought a house from a French-speaking family. Well, not, not really. They, they don't like each other. It's all the same. 
It's like saying England and America are the same. It's not really. Or it's, Canadian, awesome. it's like saying Canadian English people are like us and they're not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> now I'm just doing it to him. Like, they're yeah, like okay. you, Phil. Well, no, the Quebecers are. I love the Quebecers. I go, yes, the, the French speakers are because because that's my ancestors. Yeah, my grandparents spoke French in the house all the time. So uh, and all my great aunts. Uh, but either way, um, yeah. So she, the husband or father, is is. I speak French. Family. Check it out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so it was weird that they don't address the father thing. But I, I guess you know we've seen films like that where they don't address things like that at points. But. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I think it's what Barrett said. There, there really is no backstory to the family or the villains. It was really just a film about trauma and mm-hmm. and and whatnot. I mean, was that the only point of the film? And to scare us, right? Or disturb us? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, so where do you want to go, Barrett? You haven't you haven't uh, pointed any specifics yet. What, what do you want to go with? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. Let's see. Um, what do you think of the, the Clarice, the, the aunt? She was some weirdo with all those dolls and shit. What the hell was that? That's all this? Yeah, that was definitely bizarre. There were a lot of dolls, and it was like the perfect place for that guy. Right, and, and, they, were, and they were like they were like, like that doll from that that Conjuring film, uh, Annabelle. They, so they Annabelle, weren't even like, yeah. like 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 nice dolls. You know what I'm saying? They're all like freaky dolls. <laughs> it's like weird. It was all dusty. In there. Well, I, I guess it would be dusty if if it was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. But anyway, uh, what else you got there? You got you got to have something. Um, I don't know. Go on to somebody else for now. Let me think about it. Sure. <laughs> I'm all worked up now. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, w- I will say that it's a, it's a fair criticism of this movie to say it doesn't have a whole lot of story. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 Basically, again, bad shit happens to this family. That's the story. Right. But right. Yeah, and, and the story becomes less when you find out that it's all in her mind, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and and I don't even know, like. Again, we're talking about a story here, and uh, you question entertainment value and versus reality. And we, we we know that in a lot of these stories in real life, quote unquote real life, uh, you know the the 110 pound girl is going to be torn apart by Jason Voorhees, and you know it's and or they're going to live with trauma the rest of their life. But usually, you want to see them kind of come out and push through and triumph. And even in this case, I think we're kind of to me, denied that because she still ends up falling into her her delusion again at the end of the film to talk to a, a weird ass H.P. Uh, Lovecraft who looked like he was related to the kid from Mask. Um, <laughs> that was a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I understand H.P. Lovecraft has a little bit of a weird look to it, but they they kind of went a little. Right, but but he always he always was like very Englishman looking, you know. You know, he was Brahim type. So and they made him look like he was just something wrong. Yeah, yeah, it made it look like he had a a congenital disorder. Um, but they don't get away. They're they're saved by the cop. So she doesn't even have like that moment of triumph 
you know, like that that Sally would get in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, um, I, I think that's okay they, they though. Got because, away, but the the cops they first encountered were completely fucking incompetent. Right, right. and they got the problem. Right, right. but they say, but then, but see, that's where it's. Look, she made it to the cops. The cops saved them, and then didn't. And then that is to me opening the door to let the character to, to really give real growth to the character and but, overcome think, the adversity. And that's well, not really what happens. Well, and, and you know, and first of all, we're going through Beth's perspective until the next cop shows up. Well, we got Beth's perspective, and it wasn't Beth who got them to. The, the first two cops, it was Vera, and Beth was already unconscious, and she's trying to yank, you know, say, "Wake up, scared, come back," and all that stuff. So it makes sense, and and also I'm glad they didn't have that growth because they, they too many movies do have that growth. Most people crumble in situations like this; they don't become superheroes. So I, and if they don't crumble, they they they're more docile or, or they're more hide and seek. And so I, I felt that was good, Mike. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of the trope where they grow and they get their victory and all this. So one thing that I liked about this film is the film ended correctly. I thought that was great. But that was just me. And it makes sense the cops would have showed up because the, called it in. The, they, called they called it, it in. in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and they said, and, "Bring and, a team." <laughs> and they said, "And they said the house. You know, they said the house and everything." So they go, "Yeah, all right. We know where that house is and all that." And and they already had the the, the gas station employee saying, "Yeah, I saw those girls and they were living, went to that house." So it, I, I think it, I think it ended more realistically than most horror films would ever end. At least I will say I did like the fact that the cop that showed up at the house. Um, Follow through. <laughs> like he he warned he warned uh, Candy Truck Woman. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. And then they shot her. <laughs> right. You 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 make sure they never get up again if if they're gonna try to go for something. And 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 Candy Truck Woman tried to go for something. Yeah. And so, he just so made I sure like she- the fact that he he wasn't just all bluster and he actually. Fucking pulled the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll also say, I don't care if they're going for something. I, I, I often say that if you're dealing with a full-sized, grown-ass man, even if it's grown-ass man in a black dress, uh, their their hands can be a lethal weapon. Um, they they yeah. can they can beat you to death, especially yeah. if you're ogre. But um, yeah, no, there there's still a risk. So yeah, you were warned. Shoot him. Right, right, and 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 to be honest, th- th- they were the serial killers that they were looking for anyway. So it wasn't like this cop is going to have to turn in his badge for a week while they do an investigation to make sure he did the, the correct thing. You know, they already had two cops shot, and they have five other families dead. Um, so it, it was the smart move. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm full on board. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, this, this, these were two villains that I, I, was, I was very happy to see go down. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't rooting for these villains. Like I, I was, you know. I was waiting for the ogre to get back up, but he did. Right, right. That would have been awesome because you know what they say in Scream: the, the, the killer gets one more thing, and then they shoot him in the head. <laughs> no, you know what they say in, in Zombie Land: double tap, double tap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's what he did to uh, the. Uh, Candyland woman, or whatever her name was, he double tapped her. 
Are you sure she wouldn't get up again? Or him or whatever. Um, so let's talk about uh, the gas so station now, attendant. I, yeah, I, I just was, I'm sorry, Phil. What did you want to talk about? Oh, I was just going to say that, that there's a lot of weird things in this film, and I think he did it intentionally because I don't think it was a bad script in that way. Like, like when the gas attendant says, oh, could you watch my store? And then she just runs in the back and just leaves them there. It was weird. That is and, weird. Yeah. And then I thought it was weird that when the mother comes in and says, all right, let's go, and they just cut to them driving into the driveway. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. We didn't even see if the gas attendant was going to come back out or what happened or did they pay for it. <laughs> I don't know. It was just strange. Um, anyway, uh, oh, and that's where the candy truck was there, right? They did a, a little cameo there that it was watching. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Now, what were you going to say, Eric? No, I was just going to say for, for our listeners, uh, we're we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of skating over the 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 terminology uh, when we're talking about the candy truck woman, and I don't like here's when it comes to talking about this kind of thing, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, uh, I don't want to offend anybody, um, I'm just an old confused guy that doesn't know the right words to use. <laughs> So, but Eric, you have a right to because they don't give any information about exactly. You know exactly. So because they don't say if it's a transvestite, they don't just say if it's a person that's just like dressing in women's clothes. They don't say if she's a transsexual. They don't say anything about the character except that she's a murdering scumbag. So mm-hmm. I, th- I I I think it's fair to call call her him, her. Or a fucking scumbag because because it it doesn't matter because there's, there's all we know is it's a biological male in a dress yeah and mm-hmm. they have kidnapped and abused women and therefore fuck their preferred pronouns because they don't deserve any respect so we can go with what we know which is that it's a man in a dress okay. that's right <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah. They, they didn't say you know you know. You, well, back then they didn't have the preferred pro, you know, pronoun thing. I mean, I mean, some they would be called. Well, they, they if, did. It, but, I mean, it was only two years. No, no. But, I mean, right? Yeah. No, this is a five-year-old film. A five-year-old. So it's still, it's, it's, it's uh, it, it, it was a thing. It was becoming a thing. It, it was. It was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, if the dates before the pandemic. If it was a transsexual, then most certainly. But they never say. Call me this. Is there? Exactly. And here's the thing: when it comes to talking about this, I'm just completely. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, is there an actual difference between um, a crossdresser and a transsexual? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Yeah. See, because I just I need to like yeah. read up on that or something because I just I don't. The yeah, I mean, confuses the shit out of me. The lines have gotten blurrier over time, but it used to just be that the transsexual is someone who actually identifies as. Um, a member of the opposite sex or wants to be a member of the opposite sex as opposed to a transvestite who is someone who likes to wear the clothes of the opposite sex but doesn't necessarily... Okay. Yeah. All right. So we don't get enough still... information in this movie to make that determination. And right. Exactly. We yeah. have no okay. idea here if this is a person who is a transvestite, a transsexual. Well, I, I could say this, and, and most of the reviewers said it as well, that it was intentional to have one character be what we would call... Mentally disabled or or or, or special. I, I don't know what the term is for that anymore either, Eric. So, and um, and one to be. I know what the term is, but I don't. I'm not allowed to say it. Fair enough. And and then the Actually. other one was an individual 
that wears women's dress, whether or not they're transsexual or transvestite. So they purposely, you could tell, were made to be more disturbing characters because they were not the norm people in right. the sense that they aren't the majority of yeah, the yeah. type of people. Right. right. I, I, again, we're, 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 we're limping across the finish line here because we don't, we don't want to offend anybody. So I know what you're saying. Eric. Um, but either way, yeah, I think the whole situation, how the two villains were and how they appeared as well as how they acted made the film more just wrong, more wrong. It was a very wrong film. <laughs> very wrong. I can argue with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think wrong is a good quality for a horror movie. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one's just, just more wrong, was wronger than most. <laughs> You know, like Mike said, you know, you know, Jason Voorhees or, you know, it's super real or whatever you call it, Mike. And so it doesn't bother me as much. But, th- th- yeah, th- this was just – I mean, this, th- these people aren't the norm either. But but something about it wasn't super real like, like Michael Myers. It, it was just something – yeah. Disturbing. And another thing that's interesting about this film that makes it even more disturbing is there's no supernatural in it at all. It's no, but you think there might be for a minute. For a minute, for a minute, you do. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, she's starting, when she's starting to, to when Vera's starting to break through the the fantasy world, um, it manifests itself in best head as some really strange shit happening. Uh, and at one point, looks like Vera might be getting the shit kicked out of her by a ghost. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, Jacob's ladder. It was one of those things mm-hmm. where 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 it's it's she's breaking through what's real and what's not. Yeah, and, and it looked like a ghost. You're right. So it makes it like, oh my god, this is supernatural. And then you find out, no, she's blanking out all the things in the real world that would be the villains. Mm-hmm. But she still sees her sister being thrown around like a rag doll. Yeah, it was it was disturbing. Mike, well, you were saying something? Thing I pointed out when we did the Mark Gears episode um, is one of those little things that they use to make things that, that makes things real is, is quite frankly bodily fluids, right? The fact that in Martyrs, uh there's a there's a bucket under the chair the girl is tied to, right? Uh, and in this case, the girl pisses herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She menstruates and then she pisses herself too. And, yeah, that's, right? and that's just the thing that makes it real in a way that. For some reason, well, blood in a horror movie, maybe because we just get so much of it, yeah, doesn't make it feel real. But well, because it's also embarrassing. function makes it yeah. more concrete. You're right, right? Because it's 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 obviously an embarrassing thing, but it also shows the the fear because it's a mental pain that makes you piss your pants or dress or panties or whatever. And and so or I think you that, just have to go. Yeah, but but in this case, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't that. Happens so, day. So, so that's why you don't wear pants. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, Mike. It, it makes the film even more wrong. Very wrong. Yeah. Wrong with you, wrong, wrong. Yeah, very disturbing. Or as Barrett liked to say, deranged. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you don't feel clean. But, but yeah, I text Eric at like five in the morning. I go, now I remember why I fucking hate this. <laughs> but I'm only, and I'm, only have, I'm only 30 minutes in. Or whatever it was, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's weird, too, because I, I, I mean, you know, certain films that disturb the hell out of me, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, like, for example, The Innocence, that one made me feel dirty, too. But that Danish film, which was wicked disturbing, and that made me uncomfortable, but for some reason, it it was, it kept my interest a little better. Because I, and maybe, I don't know why. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, these these horror films are always yeah, they're all just make me feel weird sometimes. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um let's see, what else? Uh anything I, else? I think we can we can wrap this up. There's not a whole lot more to say. Yeah, I d I don't know. Does, Mike, do you have anything else on your list that you wanted to bring up that you had going? No, I can't really think. I mean, other than the fact that once again, it's a horror movie with a bunch of dolls. We can't imagine anyone ever having actually made in the first place. But right, right, <laughs> sure. Sure. yeah, right, 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 yeah. Because there, there's a lot of things about this film that are interesting. Because they have a a record player instead of well, you know, new technology, and they have a I they mean, have a typewriter instead of a computer. Word I understand what you're saying, Mike. But at the same time, uh, I, like people who have dolls. A lot of the time, have creepy dolls. <laughs> I did think the one that I found really creepy was it wasn't an Exorcist doll, but it was like uh, that. There's a doll where the head spins, but the hair stays in place, so the face just goes <laughs> back into the hair. And right. It's just oh, okay. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, because these dolls. I mean, I've seen doll collections, you know, because the China doll, and and when they say China doll, they don't they don't mean. China, as in the country, but China, as in in the the dish type of stuff. China, China that you you know China dishes and stuff. But then they make the dolls with China, and you know I, I've seen a lot of collections of those. I've even been to a museum on Cape Cod of China dolls, uh, where they have you know hundreds of them, uh, but they all look normal. You know, I mean, they look like antique, but they look normal, and they don't have mechanical parts to them either. So these here. Were I think more like you said, Mike, were dolls that people wouldn't wouldn't have, you know, because it wasn't just China dolls; it was dolls that had mechanical things in them, and it did, it's I've never seen anything like it except for to scare the hell out of us or make us feel wrong, because <laughs> the, the the dolls were definitely disturbing in a, in, in not a good way. Either. I, I don't I don't think I would have stayed there until I would say you know what we're going to a hotel and we're going to come back here tomorrow morning and we're going to fumigate this place. And it has nothing to be with being scared or that it's in, in a no man location. But that place is filthy, dusty, um, just freaky dolls everywhere. I, I, I ain't here. No, no, no. This is 10 o'clock at night. We're out of here. I ain't staying here. I just ain't staying here. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it was just weird. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, this film really bothers me. I Fun. noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't like it back in 20, 
18 when, when, when we first watched it. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else, Mike, on your list besides the doll thing? No. All right. Sounds good. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and the candy truck. That, oh, just whatever it was. That, yeah, that, that, that was wrong, too. That, that just, that was, yeah, that was not good. I've never seen a candy truck, have you? No, no. I, I just thought it was, if I didn't read the IMDb and all that, I would have just assumed it was an ice cream truck. But even though they did well, say candy the truck once. There was, like, candy in it instead of ice cream. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but it, it was just wrong. You know, it's like clowns, you know, in horror films. It's just it's wrong. like clowns. Yeah. It's just wrong. Yes. Exactly, dude. I think, I think. Yes, that was like that movie clown. That film freaked me out, but in a good way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just certain things, you know, that old shit, dolls, uh, record players, typewriters, candy trucks, people dressed <laughs> in, as clowns. I mean, yeah, this is yeah, that, those things bother me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's worse than bears. Bears. Oh are, my god. Yeah, yeah, because bears. That's serious shit. Yeah, because bears are scary, but they're natural. This stuff is all like abnormal. This wrong, you know. Bears, pounds are real. Yeah, but, but it, when they're in horror films, it's just it's just something wrong. Transvestites are real. Andy is real. Well, yeah, well, and, and there's nothing wrong with transvestites or, or those that are have um, uh, need need help mentally and stuff. But in this film, and in, in the sadism. It just made it even more weird. Everything was just weird. Anyway, I'm just repeating myself over and over now. Yes, you are. Yeah. All right, so let's let's move on. Let's move on. All right, so that's the end of the, the movie review. All right, thank God. Now I can start watching normal movies, uh, horror films, where people just get sh- cut up and, and you got to follow. <laughs> that's, that's, more, that's less disturbing. All right, so um, first thing... Uh, we had the Mystic Meetup, so uh, who wants to talk about that? That was pretty good. Go ahead, anybody. Anyone? I mean, we have a podcast we recorded while we were there, so you'll get to hear that. Yep, yep. That should be out actually maybe tomorrow, uh, so, which will be eight eighteen, August 18th, 2023. It's a large roundtable with some special guests uh, that may or may not be related to certain people who are and have appeared on the podcast. There may be a... Re- former podcaster who has returned for the episode. and um, Yeah, so it was just, it, it, I thought it was fun. There was definitely disagreements about the film. Uh, but it's always a good time. It's uh, uh, We get together. We have some uh, Mystic Pizza on Friday. We catch the movie on Saturday and then get some dinner. In this case, uh, this year we went to a place called the Steak Loft, uh, which is a nice steakhouse in Mystic. And then, um, then if time allows, on Sunday we get together often at uh, what's the name? Paul's. Paul's Pasta. Yep. Paul's Pasta. Because what happens is once you do a thing, then it becomes a tradition, and film won't let you change it. So we have to do the same thing every year. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, no. Well, I mean, we, we could we can do some changes, but but uh, you know, I mean, you, Mystic- you wouldn't even let them change from Mystic Pizza to Mystic Pizza Two, the sequel. Oh yeah, I know, I know. But but that that location is 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 great, and and plus Chrissy wanted to go there too. So. Okay, I thought Chrissy wanted to go to the other one. No, no, no. She wanted to go to the number one. It was Leo that wanted to go to the number two. Oh, okay. I he ended up not being able to go anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, he couldn't go anyway, so then worked out. Um, yeah, and then we were were able to use uh, Leo's hospitality to to host the the podcast, so that was that was good. We got yeah. some deadly Thank grounds you, coffee. Deadly grounds coffee. He served us it's good and, and waters and stuff and and sodas and. You say nice things about, except they don't sponsor the podcast. They don't. They don't. Well, I've never approached them. I could, I could probably approach them, <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't approached them. Steady, yeah, like, well, I mean, it's not a huge amount of money, but you get something for it. Yeah, yeah, we could probably approach them. We're, we're, we're as big as the the darkening. We, we, we got a good good number of listeners. Um, so yeah, that was fun time. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we do it again next year. Uh, I know Eric, you, you said there there may be some some issues with you uh, able to do yeah, it next I just, year. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford to go next year. Yeah, so so we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about. It. We got a year to worry about it, so no big deal, uh, or at least eight months before we even talk about it. Um, and uh, other news: uh, William Friedkin passed away, and uh, I forgot to maybe maybe we should have done a uh, a tribute episode to him, like do Bug or too something. Late. But yeah, it may be too late. He's dead. He's gone. Yep. Yep. It's sad. Yep. This yep. episode, go listen to that. It's not a bad film. You may have heard of it. What's, what's the film? Uh, the Actresses? Uh, heard of it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I heard they're, they're, they're still making films based off of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he outlasted Blady by one or two years because Blady, the, the writer, screenwriter, he passed away like just a couple of years ago too. Um, and uh, that's all I got there. Any other news anybody wanted to bring up? If not, we can go on to what we've been watching. Uh, anybody have news? Anyone? Uh, I'm just excited. There's a couple of Blu-rays, uh, 4Ks that have been announced, and that's uh, The Mist is coming uh, to 4K. Yes. Nice. So, nice. And it's going to have the black and white cut on it. Um, nice. It's like a four-disc special edition. And uh, since the whole streaming model is not turning out to be nearly as profitable as they expected, uh, Disney is finally releasing some of its uh, content, its exclusive content, onto uh, disc. And that would one of those things is Prey. Uh, which is going to be coming out on 4K later this year. Prey. What's Prey? That was the the the, the Predator the, the prequel. That's a Disney film. Yeah, it's, it was on. Yeah, it was who? Yeah. Fox. It was, it, it Fox. was Fox. Yeah. Oh, it was Fox. Gotcha. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I did read about uh, um, the streaming services are, are having some problems. Indeed. Yep. Yes, they are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and and. Son. And they're all they're trying to put up uh, more. Expensive. Some of them should shut down. Tubi. No, that's the best one because that's free. No, fuck Tubi. Tubi. Tubi is one of the ones that's making fuck money. Tubi. Fuck Tubi. Fuck Tubi. I, I was going to say Tubi. they're the one that's making money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they do it by ruining your content. Yeah, it's the ones that you like that don't give you commercials that are fucking everything up, Phil. Uh, Eric. Yeah. Someone have it put air conditioner there? I have an air conditioner. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. Wait, you uh, bastard. Turn it off. No. Um, let's see. A- any other news that you want to bring up, Mike, before we get into the next section? I don't think so. All right. So uh, let's get into uh, what we've been watching. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, so I... Uh, let's see. I saw... It's a Barbie movie. 
and that was pretty good. Uh, the first half was really good because it was the fish out of water, and then the second half kind of dragged a little too long, I felt. Could have been trimmed about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, them some. But generally, it was, it was decent. It was good enough. It was good enough. I, I mean, it was. I, I, I think it's more popular because of the product uh, than anything, but but uh, it's not, not a, a bad film. Um, and then I saw The Little Mermaid live version a second time, uh, big backyard uh, screen showing uh, with the kids, um, and that was you know decent enough. And then I played Diablo. I've been playing Diablo. I got back into it after like three weeks not playing it. And uh, Eric saved me because Embera too for telling me, oh, you have to press this button here, and then you can get your season things that you have to do. And so I got my first unique item um, this morning at around like six in the morning. So that was great. No, it was, it was some. I think it was a chest armor for my woman necromancer. So she has this this chest uh what do you call it? I uh, saved the boobs. Well yeah it, it's it's a um uh a crop top. It's a it's a it's a crop top. A, a unique crop top. So I got that, so that was good. It was that's worth like hundred and forty thousand gold. So that was pretty impressive. Price uh, is irrelevant. It's what it does. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Next to the boobs. But but it, yeah that, that's true. Uh, but yeah, it, it, that was pretty cool to get it though, because uh, I I jumped to the nightmare level now thing, so I did that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it at the moment. Um, I would love to switch to a different character, but since it's the middle of a season, you don't want to do that because then you have to, you drop all the way to the bottom again and you have to start all over. So it's uh, going to October though. You had time. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably stick with this one though because I'm going into the the Paragon and and all that stuff. So I'll stick with that. Maybe the season two, I'll, I'll switch to a different. I character. mean, it all depends on if you're having fun. If you're having fun with the Necromancer, keep going. But if you're not, yeah, yeah, make another yeah. character so you have fun. That's the idea. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, no. The Necromancer, Sorceress, and Barbarian, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I haven't tried the other two yet, or other. Yeah, two. I think it's only five, right? Uh, hopefully, they, they, there's rumors that they're going to bring the the witch, the witch knight, or or the demon witch knight. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I heard it was going to be the evil paladin or or whatever. That's what I heard. Oh, well, there's never been an evil paladin. No, what yeah. you're talking about, Phil? They they released it. It's a, it's a, it's called Diablo something Immortals, maybe. Oh, Diablo know. Immortal. That's the mobile one. Yeah, yeah, and that that, yeah. that got released, Phil. Oh, okay, because I thought that character was going to... Yeah, so I, I don't things. think that's going to make it into the main Diablo again. Oh, okay. That's too bad. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, let's go with you, uh, Barry. What do you got? Uh, I mean, I was in Mystic longer than everybody else, so I'm still just getting back to normal. <laughs> um, I haven't really seen anything. I think we, you know, we talked about it all in the podcast over the weekends. Yeah, I don't have anything new. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go for your arc. What do you got? Uh, I didn't spend longer in Mystic, but I did spend two days driving back to Michigan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't watched a whole lot, but there are some things I haven't mentioned on the show yet. Um, I did get around to watching Renfield. Um, yeah. I, I found very entertaining. 
Uh, oh yeah, it's not. Is that a worth movie. an episode? Is that worth an episode? It's, it's Damn, not a horror movie. movie. It's a comedy, um, and as such, it's it's pretty effective. Um, but don't don't go into it expecting to be scared because that's not what it is. Um, Almost an action comedy. <laughs> actually, okay, yeah. sure. action comedy, yes. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Talk to Me in theaters, um, which is getting a tremendous amount of buzz. And I, I, I don't know if it's worth all that buzz, but I, I did like it a lot. Um, I had some issues with it when I walked out of the theater. Um, but but having uh, listened to some podcasts and read some stuff, uh, my issues with it may be non-issues. I want to watch it again and see what I, see what I think on a second watch. Uh, but it's definitely a quality movie. It's well-made and there's good acting in it. Um, so you might want to check that out in the theater if you can. Uh, I saw Meg 2, The Trench. Um, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> the Meg was fun. This is just dumb and not fun. So I would I would recommend staying away from that one. Is Jason um, Stratham in that one still? Yes. Yes, he is. Um... So, and then the only other movie I watched was the one we recorded in Mystic, uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter. So if you want to know what I thought about that, you can listen to the episode. Now, that, that talk to me, I know uh, Christy and you, Barrett, sorry, and, and both you, Chris, Christy and you, Barrett, both said that it was pretty much like Eric. It was good enough, but, yeah. you know, it, but it wasn't. I thought it was, it really did well through most of the movie. I thought the last act was kind of a little weaker than I would have liked. Um, so that's pretty much it. Now, now speaking of, of that film and uh, this this film here that we we talked about t- tonight, uh, Incident in the uh, Ghostland. Um, Australian horror films, as we know, are known to be a little uh, rapey. Did, I, uh, did that film have that stuff in it? Because that's an Australian film. To talk to me, or whatever it's called. It is, but you can't. It by by watching other than the fact that they're driving on the, the wrong side of the road, like there's not nobody has a heavy Australian accent or anything. Okay, and there's no, so there's none of that 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 sexual assaulty stuff in it. No, it's just, uh, depends on how you look at it. Jeez, <laughs> uh, right. but it's not as bad as some of them, is what I'm saying. Australian, right? Movies. Yeah. All right, and there's no alligators that eat anybody too. So this I is. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll, I, yeah, maybe I'll check it out when it comes on VOD or something. But, but uh, you should definitely check it out. This pouch that hops around and it pops out and eats you. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Christy said the same thing that it was. It, she didn't understand why they were driving on the wrong side of the road because, like you said, the accents weren't really there. So I don't, I don't know what what that was about. Yeah. Yeah, there might have been a scene where there was no consent. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, anyway, uh, all right. So uh, let's go with you, uh, Mike. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, Eric is. I, I saw the make two, and I, I want to say Eric is wrong. Uh, he. It is not nearly as good as he says it is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Christy said it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, Jack is uninspired. And anything that has to do with the ocean, she likes automatically, so we can dismiss yeah, that. Yeah, I so do I usually, but this is this is bad. Um, I know the Chinese actress isn't in the film because she's not. 
she kind of disappeared with one of those Chinese dissident people. Yeah. Well, no, not there wasn't a dissident thing. They just found out she right. was making a lot of money, and so she was she disappeared for a bit and kind of came back and apologized for making money. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah. I think there's and then the pandemic kind of followed immediately after, so she really hasn't done much since then. Yeah, she, uh, she hasn't made any crossover films, like meaning American news films. Right. So I don't know what the story is there, but that that was like a really weird thing. There's large chunks of the movie where you get the dialogue from behind people because I'm assuming they're going back and dubbing it in Chinese or dubbing it in English. But, you know, it was basically just to make it easier to do it as double language. And I, I could swear there were times where a character's mouth was digitally manipulated to let him speak English. Right. Sure, I could sure. be because God forbid we had subtitles. Um, I, I don't mind a, a, a language, a multiple language film, but just, just, just I want to see people's faces. Uh, but the, like, the, it's almost like they forgot. Like the movie goes for about an hour, and it feels like they're trying to make a knockoff of the Abyss, and then they realize, oh wait a minute, people made a giant wanted to come to see this for giant sharks. Maybe we should do something with the giant sharks. And then they really don't do much, actually, with the giant sharks. It's just, they do something with these with these underwater amphibians that, that make no sense. And, and there's an octopus that looks terrible. Um, yeah, it's it's a bad movie. It is a bad, bad movie. And it's, we, we talked, uh, and I think not, a couple episodes ago about directors who, who just, you know, were willing to, to, to sell out and take the paycheck. And I have a feeling Ben Wheatley, uh, the guy, the director of uh, Kill List and, and uh, oh, uh, another. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that, that was a good one, too. Uh, I think he just, I think this was a, I took the paycheck. Uh, this does not feel like him saying, I'm going to prove I can make a successful Hollywood film because this is a fucking mess. And I, I'm not for it. The script is terrible. I am sure he did it for the paycheck, and we all and you know most of us do jobs for paychecks, so I, I can't blame him for this. But it, it is it is bad. It is bad. It's very bad. Uh, uh, now, another on the, in other news, I also saw uh, the whatever uh, I don't know re- remake reboot uh, of the. Uh, the Disney's Haunted Mansion, and uh, that was also really bad. It was painfully unfunny. Um, at least for me, humor is obviously very subjective. Um, it has way too much of the film in daylight for a, based on a ride where nobody can leave the Haunted Mansion and therefore people leave the Haunted constantly coming and going. They give an explanation as to why they keep coming back, but nevertheless... There is no mood. There is no atmosphere. I understand it's going to be a family film. I'm not even expecting it to be a horror film, so I'm not complaining about that. But you can still do mood. You can still do atmosphere, which the ride has in spades, and this does not have at all. Most of the pieces don't really work. Yes, there's. You, if you want to sit there and Easter egg hunt through the whole thing, you can. Uh, and that might bring you some enjoyment. It's what kind of what kept my attention. Uh the one thing I will say is that um, the lead actor in the film, uh, whose name is I'm trying to find right now, um, Lakeith Stanfield, really, really good. 
but he feels like he's in a completely different movie than everybody else because you got people like Danny DeVito uh, and Owen Wilson who are just hamming it up. What's the and name of this film again, Mike? The Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Disney one. It's just, it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. And mediocre bad, not <coughs> to make too bad. Yeah, that's what they're saying. And, and it was a, it, they paid $150 million to make the film, too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Disney's not, has made some bad decisions recently. Well, it's a couple of films. They still are making more money than most of the other studios. Um, that's just been a bad year. It's been a bad year for a lot of films. There haven't been a lot that have, that have clicked. That is true. That is true. I mean, even Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's true. That great, and and some people are blaming that on Warner Brothers because basically Warner Brothers now has a contract with IMAX, uh, so they get like the IMAX screens for five weeks. So um, Mission Impossible couldn't get onto the IMAX screens the way that. Uh, Top Gun did. Oh, that's weird. So, whatever. It was still a good movie. Yeah, I All liked right. it. You mean you mean uh, Top Gun? Mission Impossible. I mean Mission Impossible. Impossible. Yeah, right. I knew you weren't talking about Haunted Mansion. No. <laughs> what, was was Meg better than Haunted Mansion? Meg two better than Haunted Mansion? No. Oh, that's bad. I, I don't. I wouldn't recommend either. I they, they were both dull. Uh, I just uh, and they were bad for different reasons. But at least the, uh, the Lakeith Stanfield was at least a good actor, which I can't really give to almost anybody else that was in Make Two. If anybody tries to get you to go see either of those movies, just claw your eyes out. <laughs> I mean, no, that's that's. I, I would say, let's put it this way: if you have a choice between one of those or Skinnerink, definitely do one of those. That's I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Eric, you would agree with that, right? That Meg 2 is better than Skinner Marine? Yes, but that's the lowest bar possible. Dying is better than Skinner Skinner Marine. No, 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 no. Yes, trust me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Barrett, also, uh, you did mention something offline to me, uh, The the Witcher 3, season 3. You've been watching that? We have. Um, we're not all the way through it yet. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, it's probably maybe not quite as much as the first season. Um, probably equal to the second season for me. So it's good. And the second second season pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed the second season. I think the first is still the best, but uh, gotcha. It's got a lot of fighting and a lot, you know, with monsters. So, did you read fun. the books? I did not. My wife has. Um, okay. I have the books. I haven't read them myself. Because that's now, the main criticism I've heard is that it's not the books. Following the books. A lot from the books, the books, the books, the books. Well, and that's why that's why what's his face is quit and quit because right because they're yeah, changing everything. Yeah, yeah, because he loved the books and that's why he he was like one of the big promoters and and went for the. For the role, and then when they changed it all up, he, he got pissed, and, and then he just finally quit. Yeah, and I, I can't yeah. entirely blame him. Yeah, uh, that's true. So, uh, is the special effects good with the monsters, though? 
Generally, yeah, I thought I thought the special effects is, are still holding up pretty well. Yeah, because I saw half the first season, and the special effects were pretty solid. I like watching Henry Cavill fight in it. I, I just love his scenes when he's yeah, he's, he's doing, pretty, doing some pretty damn solid. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, that's pretty much our, our, what we've been watching and some news and stuff. Uh, so I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It is a general interest podcast called the Ascancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find out where we get podcasts. And also, uh, he has an uh, album that he, with his band that uh, has just been released. You find it on Apple uh, Music and stuff. Uh, what's the name of that album and the band name? And people can go check it out. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. But but yeah, you can go listen to Eric's podcast. Scan I mean, the, the name of the band is Let Them Die. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Five, five Legged five Spider. Spider is the name yeah, of the album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So check that out on iTunes. I like uh, both iTunes. those titles. Yeah, so check that out on, on uh, iTunes. What yeah. kind of music is it, Eric? It's uh, punk, right? I mean, it's, it's punk, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, all right, and uh, Barrett, myself, you, uh, and a handful of other folks, assuming they can make it, including Mike, uh, on Monday night, I think the twenty-first, right? We're, we're supposed to record uh, for the Hall. What's, what's what's that podcast that we're doing? And what's what are we recording? The Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, we will be reviewing the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, not the one with Will Smith. Right, right. So I'll send out an email to everybody tomorrow uh, just to get the head count again uh, and see what's going on. Everything's good. So people check that podcast out. Uh, and, uh, Mike, me, you, and Eric do another podcast that we're probably going to have to do early September because we got to get through all the, the fifth football drafts because they're all falling. I have one that's falling on the 28th and the 29th and the, the you know, on and on. So what, what, what's that podcast that we're doing that we're going to be recording, uh, first or week or so in, in September? Mike. That's Cinema a la carte. Um, and, uh, the next episode we're going to be doing, it's, uh, I'm finally getting around to my Tom Cruise pick, uh, but it's a, mov- uh, a movie-themed podcast where we each take turns picking a movie that is not Dark Discussions material. All right, there you go. All right, so uh, we can get into our final thoughts on this film here, uh, Incident in a Ghostland. Um, an interesting title for the film, too. I, 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 we didn't really talk about that. But either way, uh, let's go around and talk about our feelings. So we'll start with you, Barrett. Yeah, I like this film. Um, in a normal year, uh, it probably wouldn't make my top 20, but this year has been kind of light for me as far as what would go into my top 20. Unfortunately, it wasn't made in this year, so I can't. But uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, I did not enjoy watching the film. Uh, I recognize that it's merits. It's certainly disturbing, and if that's what you want is to watch something to be disturbed, uh, then and, and like I said, it's disturbing without, to me, any real entertainment value added to it, um, which is what I find with something like um, Texas Chainsaw. Uh, but if but if you like watching things that are that are weird and sick and disturbing. Uh, then I would certainly recommend it. But it's one of those things that you really got to fit into that, that particular pie piece on the, the pie chart. 
All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, yeah, I would concur 100% with, with Mike. Um, it's, it's a really good horror film, but I, I, I don't know if I can really say I enjoyed it at all because it's just was like too wrong for me. It was, it's just, it was just too disturbing. So I would not recommend it to anybody. However, folks who listen to this podcast here, uh, that do love horror films and aren't disturbed with films that are like really disturbing, like out there disturbing, uh, at least for me. Um, you probably would, would, would enjoy it. So I think me and Mike, with the rest of the horror community that would listen to this podcast, are in the minority. But uh, I definitely wouldn't recommend it uh, at all because of its subject matter and its weirdness and disturbingness and creepiness and such. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Yeah, uh, I like this movie a lot. Um, it, it is what it is, uh, and I enjoyed it. So... I would recommend it if you're into disturbing movies. All right. Sounds good. So uh, that's our uh, discussion on Incident in a Ghostland, a uh, 2018 film uh, by the director of such films as Tallman and Matiz, uh, Pascal Lazier. Uh, the film is available. Lazier! <laughs> That's right. Uh, he is, uh, or I should say, his film is readily available anywhere VOD is found. Uh, you can also get it uh, truly for free uh, on Tubi because if you are okay with commercials. Um, fuck Tubi. You, you don't even need a subscription. All you need to do is have a username. Okay, fuck it, fuck it. Um, so uh, that's pretty much our discussion on the film. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you lead us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's just talk about Incident in the Ghost Land. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.